Hey, good morning. It's Wednesday morning. Hope you're well and have had a great uh, beginning to your week. Uh, it's hump day, as the old uh, that old 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 commercial used to say. Some of you don't even know that. Don't even, probably don't even remember that hump day commercial with a camel. Um, yeah, it's hump day. It's Wednesday, so uh, looking forward to a great day today in, in my day, and I hope that you are in your day as well. I would invite you to join us tonight for Bible study at St. Matthew's. You can join us on Facebook. Uh, that will we'll be live at six o'clock on our Facebook page. We'll also be on our um, you, our YouTube channel and our website, stm-umc.org/live. You can go there about six, and uh, we'll be we'll we'll um, be live with Bible study. So join us then. We're gonna be in James chapter five tonight, so I'm gonna invite you to read James five at uh, some point today, and uh, come uh, ready to really dig into God's word with us tonight in Bible study. Um, today we're going to be picking up again in Acts, Acts chapter three. We're, we're going to kind of we're going to, yesterday we had Peter and John healing um, the, um, the the crippled man, and there's a pattern in Acts. Yeah, you'll see it over and over again when you read the book of Acts. There'll be a healing or a miracle performed, and then the the point of the miracle isn't so much the miracle itself. Obviously, it benefits the individual who is healed or has the miracle performed for them, but the point of the miracle actually is to draw in a crowd. When people are, when people are see, see the miracle or hear about the miracle, they all come to see what's happened. And the point of the miracle is really to get that crowd together so that Peter or John or James or whomever can preach to the assembled crowd at that point. So that's what's happened here. Yesterday we had the story of the man being healed. Peter saw him and healed him. And uh, today we see the crowd gathered and Peter begins to preach to the crowd. And so uh, the first part of this sermon, starting, the sermon starts in Acts um, 3.11. Um, but the first part's basically about how they crucified Jesus. But I really wanted to get to um, verse 17 through 20, where Peter says this. He says, And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did your rulers. In this way God fulfilled what he had foretold through the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God, that your sins may be wiped out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And he may send the Messiah appointed for you, that is, Jesus. I like that passage, and I like I like there's just there's some interesting words that we see in scripture sometimes that uh, jump off the page to me. Um, that's one of the questions I've often got in my ministry is how do you read the Bible and hear God's voice? That's a great question um, because sometimes we read the Bible and we read it and we go, well, I don't know what that meant. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm a trained preacher. I've been preaching for 20 years. Uh, gone to seminary, the whole nine yards. There's a lot of times I read the Bible and I go, well, okay, I don't, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Uh, so don't ever feel bad when you read the Bible if it doesn't make any sense because um, a lot of us feel that way. Even those that do the whole God thing for a living, <laughs> a lot of times we read the Bible and go, okay, Lord, you're going to tell me something because I don't get that. Um, I'll I've always told my church folk in Bible study, I'll give you an honest answer, and sometimes the answer is I don't know. <laughs> so, um, but one of the ways you know that God's speaking to you through Scripture, and one of the ways that you can hear God's voice in Scripture, is pay attention to what words jump out. What words, what phrases, what concepts. When you read the Bible, what jumps off the page to you? The places in the Bible that jump off the page to you, the places in the Bible that really speak to you or draw your attention in, those places, that's where I found is typically where God's speaking to us, where that's where God's trying to get our attention and speak to us through his word. So this morning, as I read this passage, um, 
there's a word that jumped off the page to me. It's in verse 20. And, well, I'll start with 19. Repent, therefore, and turn to God, that your sins may be wiped out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. I love that. I love that imagery. Times of refreshing. It always makes me think of um, like a, a pool or a, a, a cool shower after um, cutting the grass. You know, I think about when I go for walks in the morning. Um, sometimes I'll go for a walk later in the day or even at noontime on weekends. And you get done walking and you're just hot. It's just hot. It's Mississippi, y'all. And Mississippi's just hot and ugly. I mean, it, I'm offended by how hot it is. It's just wrong. It's just, it's just wrong. Mississippi needs to repent. It's just wrong to be this hot. And um, it's not like a, a good glass of water is after a good walk or maybe a nice glass of lemonade. It's refreshing. It just kind of, kind of, kind of perks you up and refreshes you. When you're in this the, the hot, sticky mess that is Mississippi humidity. When you've been working all day long and you, and, and you come inside and sit in the air conditioning. Or you, 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 you get that nice uh, breeze on your face. Refreshing. Uh, the work you're doing or the, the activity you're doing has a way of wearing you down. The heat has a way of wearing you down. There's something refreshing about that, that coolness, that, that the, the water, the lemonade, the, the swimming pool, the whatever it is that does it for you. It just restores you, doesn't it? It gives you refreshment. He says, repent and turn to God that your sins be wiped out. The times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. That is the greatest refreshing a refreshment we'll get is that from the Lord. Our our Mississippi humidity has a way of wearing us down, doesn't it? But the only thing that might wear wears down more than our Mississippi humidity is is our sin, our, our failure, our 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 exhaustion sometimes from our sin. How many times have you messed up and thought, "That gummit"? I'm so tired of making this mistake. Dad, I'm tired of falling into this sin. I'm tired of the same old mistakes. Particularly when you're really trying to be faithful. And that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a challenging point to be at. Whenever we're wanting to be faithful, when we're really wanting to, and we keep messing up, because then you're just tempted to give up. You know, that, that seems like the more appealing option when you're just tired from messing up all the time. It's just easier just to give up and quit, just lay down, just roll over and die, just quit. That's what, it, that's what it feels like sometimes a better option is. At least it does to me, you know. But to know that we can turn from our sins. We can repent. We can be forgiven and restored and refreshed. We don't have to wander in the desert of our sins today, y'all. We don't. We don't have to wander in the desert of our sins. 
we could know forgiveness and mercy and grace and love and forgiveness. We can. We can. Repent of your sins. And the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. I always think of that line from Aunt, uh, from Brendan Manning in the Ragamuffin Gospel. Very few of us really believe we're sinful, so very few of us believe we can actually be forgiven. We spend our lives in a mess of pseudo-guilt and pseudo-bliss, never truly experiencing forgiveness. Remember we talked yesterday about how Peter and John looked at the person in there and saw them? Well, Jesus looked at you and me. He's looked at us. He's looked at us the same way and seen our sin and seen our mistakes and seen our weakness and seen our inadequacies. He's, look, he's looked at us. He's looked at us. He said, I love you anyway. I love you. Come receive refreshing for my presence. So today, if you're tired, if you're weary, if you're exhausted, if you're beat up or beat down, don't feel like you can keep going. Receive refreshment from Jesus. He loves you. He's forgiven you. He wants to know you. Receive that refreshment today. Refreshment from the presence of the Lord. So I pray today that we all can do that. We can all repent of our sins, ask forgiveness from God for our mistakes, and receive his refreshment now. So be refreshed in the name of the Lord. Know his grace and mercy. Know his love. Know his forgiveness. Know his grace. Receive his refreshment. Hey, I love you guys. Praying for you. Have a great day. Uh, see you tonight, Bible study. Uh, don't keep wandering. Be refreshed. Know that you're loved. Know that you're his. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.